We talk about Black people that are here right now, living, surviving. We are the strongest of the strong. We are the ones who made it. And so to hold on to that is super critical. This is the Brother Be Well podcast. We focus on the mental health needs of boys and men of color. We bring real talk and deliver life hacks to real trauma so we can be our best selves. This podcast series is brought to you by Sutter Health and the Sacramento County Division of Behavioral Health Services through the voter-approved Proposition 63 Mental Health Services Act. Hello, my name is Michael P. Coleman. I'm content director for Brother Be Well, and I want to welcome you to the platform today. Julio, uh, a question or maybe two for you, if you would. I alluded to it earlier. I, I, I don't think any of us, you know, it, it's, it's futile to kind of compare experiences or trauma, and I'm in no way trying to do that. But I have to say that when I was a very young man and learning the history of the Native American community in this country and how different it was from the kind of bucolic uh, picture of Thanksgiving that I had learned about, so when I began to unlearn all of that, you know, there was no, you know, no pilgrims and, and Native Americans sitting around a turkey enjoying each other that really we, we dealt with, you know, the, the, the you were, your community was, was robbed of your land. Uh, genocide was just about committed. And the survivors, you know, centuries later were placed basically in what with another community we refer to as concentration camps in a country that I call home. So I remember being heartbroken about learning about all of that. That all that to, to histories and decades of depression, substance PTSD, the genocide and historical trauma is bad enough. I'm wondering about stigma. That's what we're here to talk about. Does that compound all of those issues? We, we touched on it, but I really want to give you the floor. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know how the Native, Native American community made it, frankly. So talk about that incredible community trauma that, that you endured and then the stigma associated with that and then how the Native American community goes on to heal and move on to that. Well, um how long do I have? <laughs> Take as much time as you like. I made some cuts earlier. You know, um, I think that I can speak for my experience, right? Being, uh, I'm Yaki Yoeme. My tribe is a border tribe for what is now the U.S. and Mexico. And we were divided in two different areas. Arbitrarily, somebody decided that our house was going to be cut in half and half of the people in the house were going to be American and the other half were going to be Mexican. And if you were born in the wrong side of the house, you don't deserve the same rights as the other people, right? And that is something that has been carried from when people colonized this country and started taking everything away. And the history has been whitewashed, not just for us, but I think in general for all of the different people, the, mm -hmm. the people of color, whether we're black, native, indigenous, Asian, everything has been romanticized and shown under the lens and the microscope of what um, white people want us to believe and want others to see in order to appear to be good. So, how do you reconcile 
the experiences of all your people with that story that is being told as a fantasy, right? When there is Disney showing the amazing story of Pocahontas as a princess who decided to go for the beautiful colonizer, when in reality we know that it was a nine-year-old child who was kidnapped, raped, and is stolen from her land and put into slavery and presented as a gift in a different land. So how do you carry all that? How do you carry that? We have been told that some of us are Native American with federal recognition. Some other ones are just state recognized. Some of us don't even have the right to be called natives because our tribes are not part of that treaty. But yet everything has been taken. So we've been put under one whole lens, like we're this blanket of we're all the same. All Native American, all indigenous people are the same. So retaking all that and looking back and my people were not allowed to practice their cultural, their spiritual, and religious beliefs for many centuries, and now being able to take it back, to remove that stigma of that who I am is wrong. It allows me to start looking for healing and allows me to start reconciling who I am, who I truly am, you know? And when I talk about like, incorporating spiritual beliefs with my religious practices and with mental health, sometimes when I go to somebody who doesn't understand that because they don't have some of my experiences and I say, my ancestors are talking to me, I'm going to deem as somebody who's crazy. So it's understanding that I don't have to fit under what people think is right to help me remove that stigma and understand that my experience is mine and I have the right to heal. I think that one of the most important parts is to understand that we have the right to heal. And in that healing, sometimes we're going to make people uncomfortable. And it is time that we don't have to be the ones educating and making sure that the people who have oppressed us for a long time are comfortable with how we feel, yeah. with our need to get better, with our need for a seat at the table. Yeah. With all this craziness that has happened in the last year, there's one thing that I love. I saw so many people who have never experienced oppression talking about how oppressed they have felt because of the political climate, because of a group of people that didn't make him feel safe. And they share finally a space at the table that we have been sitting at for centuries. That's the only beautiful thing that I saw. And it's time that we all get together and share those experiences for healing, not for comfortability for others. I appreciate your transparency as you as you shared that, Julio. I'm gonna I'm gonna yield the floor to you just a little bit more as we bring this conversation to a close. I, I don't believe an hour's 
almost an hour has gone by already. I appreciate everyone's time and attention. As you talk about the Native American community, and I've done a little bit of research, there's a, a fairly recent study that talked about things like connectivity to nature, strong family bonds, um, wisdom of elders, meaningful traditions, and strong spirits that may be some of the factors, and you touched on all of them over the course of the evening, they may be some of the things that have protected and strengthened the Native American community. And when I looked at that list, I could absolutely see that that could be a recipe for success for every one of the other groups we're talking about. Some, some of us are as connected as the Native American community are. Can you just talk about a little bit those, those deep traditions, and then we'll broaden it to everybody else. What are the traditions within our ethnic groups that have helped us combat stigma? Because it's a pervasive monster. And clearly, we've tapped into some rich history to make it as far as we've made it. So, Julio, you had the floor. If you could speak briefly about the Native community and then each of us talk about a tradition or two in our community where we've, we've managed to, to combat this. I think something that is very important for a lot of us in different tribes is that connection to the earth, that connection to the great spirit, to everything that is living and to be grateful for the gifts that we receive from the animals, from the trees, from the plants, from the soil, from the sky, and to be able to utilize medicines. Sage is a medicine for some of us, some of us is cedar, and to use it as a way to heal and elevate prayers and have that connection with who we are historically and to carry that message for the people who are coming after us, I think. That has a lot of power for healing. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Cherie, do you want to take it? Um, yeah, I I'd like to make a comment first, and if um because I'm gonna name drop a little bit, it's not appropriate, it can be edited out. But I wanted to commend uh Julio and also Sacramento Native American Health Center. Uh they are doing it right. One of the best experiences I've had in the Sacramento area is working with the Sacramento Native American Health Center. And mostly because they're really not only spiritual and cultural around the things that they believe, but they really practice this concept that uh, Dr. Jan Murray Garcia, Jan Murray Garcia coined with cultural humility. They really attune to the individual and they are very accepting of all practices and really holistic. And you can see in, in Julio's passion and in the passion of all the providers and the different types of services that they offer, that it's outside of the box. For instance, they have um, mental health classes for domestic violence for people that actually abuse others. Um, I think that that is really the basis. Um, it's really fine tuning the individual and understanding the idea of cultural humility is I may not know everything about your culture, even if we identify with some of the same cultural background and that I can be open to the fact that I may not understand and I really need to attune and listen to you to meet your individual needs. So I think that's key. Um, I would say that in the African-American community um, that I've experienced a lot of support in faith communities. And I think that that's still a very large staple in the African-American community. I think we have opportunities to partner with those groups in the healthcare sector so that we can actually bridge the gap and provide resources. And then also the one um, 
the one thing that I've noticed recently in the African American community, as well as with uh, celebrity, more people are talking about mental health. They're talking about seeking help. They're writing books about it. They're sharing their experiences to normalize it. And I think that role modeling that behavior is a different type of activism that we can surely benefit from. Wow. That's a great perspective. And I hadn't thought about it when, when I put this panel together, but you're absolutely right. I, and I see you nodding, Dr. Hagen. Yeah. Dr. Hagen's, as long as we're talking about the African-American community, do you want to add anything to that? Yeah, yeah absolutely. I would love, love to. I, um, I wanted to just acknowledge that uh, while we're talking about our experience as African-Americans now, that it's important that we understand that we were um, African and proud and strong and resilient long before enslavement. And so there's been this story and narrative that's been told about um, who we are that is still present right today. And so even now, as I talk about um, my perceptions of um, African-American folks, people of African ancestry, just recognizing we're not a monolith, um, but if we can reconnect with some of that um, traditional wisdom um, from our ancestors, that that is really critical. And so part of what I think um, is important and is part of our, our history is recognizing our elders, staying connected with our ancestors, um, and, and allowing them to be present as part of our experience. I think spirituality, as Cherie was bringing up, and faith and, and that connection has always been strong and it's a source of um, resilience for us. I think um, music, song, gospels, spirituals, right? The way in which we have allowed music to, to move and support us has been important. And, and just the, the, the last kind of thing I guess I want to leave or close with I had written was just this idea of just reframing this conversation. We're, we're talking quite a bit about stigma and some of the negative pieces of, of our experiences, but also um, refocusing our lens and moving away from trauma or thinking about how trauma has been part of our, our experience and can be um, replicated right intergenerationally. And if that's true, the idea that so can our triumph, right? Yeah. Our triumph, our ability to be victorious is also part of our, our nature and our reality. And so what I will close with is this kind of final thought that we are, when I think about, we talk about black people that are here right now living, surviving, all the things, thriving in many ways that we've been through. We are the strongest of the strong. We are the ones who made it through the middle passage, um, and those are our ancestors. And so to hold on to that is super critical. And, and being able, I believe, to hold on to our current experiences in the, the U.S., this is where we reside right now, but while also reconnecting to um, that truth and that history of, of who we are as well. I, I did plan when, when I began to put this together to get goosebumps as many times mm -hmm. in the panel, and I, don't, I can't remember the last time it's happened. Uh, Dr. Tom, do you have anything to add before we wrap this evening up? I'm just trying to shake off the goosebumps that Dr. Huggins' uh, uh, wise uh, words uh, shared uh, with us. I, I would say for the Asian American um, community, I, I, I think that our, our, the love of family and the power of love I've seen really um, overcome stigma that in the end, you know, it's uh, it's doing your best for the people that you love and uh, powering through. You know, this is one of the ways in which we power through stigma and see our loved ones to the other side of um, 
of that uh, that uh, hard uh, tunnel, that hard experience to uh, to gain resilience. And then, and then the other thing is, I, I think that um, much as Dr. Huggins said, there is a lot of wisdom in the um, in the ancestors and the um, the traditions, the healing traditions um, of our ancestors, and to really embrace that um, that that helps us to stay whole um, when mental health and when stigma seeks to uh, make us feel divided as a, a person. And so staying true to our, our culture, embracing that, and for us mental health uh, practitioners that help um, foster that wholeness, I think is, is um, really essential. Thank you so much for, for those closing thoughts. I, I, uh, one of, I'll share with you, one of the great privileges of my career, uh, not just here in California, but the entire career has been moderating uh, conversations like this. So I am humbled, I am honored, and I'm thankful to each of you for your time and care and attention tonight. Individually, Sheree Kreiner, uh, Vice President of the Capital City Black Nurses Association, uh, Julio Cruz, Integrated Behavioral Health Specialist, Dr. Christy Hagens, founder of Safe Black Space, and Dr. Hendry Tan, Associate Vice Chancellor at UC Davis Health. Thank you, my friends, new and old. I appreciate it. Thank you for contributing to, to our panel discussion tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I want to invite everybody who's checking us out. If you liked or heard anything that you heard from Cherie uh, Kreiner, she is a proud representative of Capital City Black Nurses Association. You can find out all about them at ccbna.org. Uh, if you've heard anything more broadly here on this Brother Be Well platform that you like to appreciate, join the community. Go to brotherbewell.com and find out all about the work that we're doing. You can uh, sign up for a magazine, free subscription to that. You can do it all at brotherbewell.com. My name again, Michael P. Coleman, content director and lead writer for Brother Be Well. I want to invite you back next time around. We've got a robust uh, series of podcasts and videos and print pieces and all kinds of resources for you. And I'm going to invite you to take advantage of all of those at brotherbewell.com. And until next time, until next time, I want you to do me two favors. One, take good care of yourself if you would while you're at it. Second thing, take good care of somebody else. Bye-bye. And that wraps up another episode of Brother Be Well. Get ready for text and email alerts on more great things happening later this month. I'm Leon Guidry. Check us out next time for more mental health and wellness inspiration. Until then, stay up, family.